Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is our hump show halfway through the work week. Ooh. This is the first weekend without football. The one on the horizon. First weekend without football since September. So it's time to look around and see what else is happening in the sports world. I know the NFL is not going to give up much room in the center ring of the circus, but maybe we'll squeeze in a little basketball, a little golf. Why? Oh, I'll explain a little more of Tom Brady, the broadcaster, because it's not really football anymore, is it? (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're glad to have you with us. Send your questions for Ask Amy Anything to our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or to our Facebook page. The Warriors beat the Sixers at Chase Center for just their fifth win in the last 15 games. They still have a lot of work to do. Uh, to get into the play-in tournament, forget an actual playoff series. And yet, Draymond is back. Steph is playing exceedingly well. Jonathan Kaminga, Andrew Wiggins with big games. And Dre actually thinks that's the key to consistency. We had older guys ride our legs for years, <laughs> you know? And um, because we were younger, you were able to handle that. So now it's his turn. <laughs> and... <laughs> He's going to carry us some now, and, and and I think that's that's the maturation process, right? Like that's why you draft a, a young guy like that with the seven pick because the role's real reverse, and you're starting to see that. Referring to J.K. Jonathan Kaminga, who has 26 points and seven rebounds, and certainly getting the hype from Draymond Green. We are pleased to welcome Sam Gordon, finished uh, covering the the Warriors at Chase Center in this victory over the Sixers. Uh, Sam, what is it like to have Draymond back with the team after his long absence? Well, first and foremost, um, appreciate you having me uh, tonight. Um, of course. It's, it's been everything um, for the Warriors, right? I mean, he's been he's such a conduit uh, offensively for them. Outside of Steph Curry, he gives them another organizer on the offensive end of the floor. His ball handling and his ability to make plays both in transition and in the half court, you know, free Steph Curry up uh, to run off screens so he doesn't have to be so responsible for the offensive end uh, for carrying or creating every shot on the offensive end of the floor. And then defensively, uh, he's doing what he's done for the last decade. That's being an anchor, that's communicate, that's dictate coverages, dictate switches. That's be physical and guard up and, and guard bigger players, as we saw him do uh, very effectively tonight against Joel Embiid, who was, you know, hampered by a sore knee. But still, the Warriors held, you know, Joel Embiid 
uh, to five of 18 shooting, coaxed him into eight turnovers and, and, you know, largely responsible for that in so many ways, not just with his actual play, with how he physically matched up with Joel Embiid, but again, going back to the communication piece of things, just the organizer was, was Draymond Green. So uh, he's at the epicenter in his return, right? In the last, what, it's been five games now uh, of pretty much all their most effective lineups. I mean, there's on Saturday when they played the Los Angeles Lakers, they were a plus 31, the Warriors, uh, in like the 45 minutes he played and a minus 32 in the, in the minutes he sat, just to, you know, just to kind of provide some perspective. So uh, they, they really have nobody like him. I mean, even at this stage of his career with what he's able to do with his IQ, uh, his acumen on both both ends of the floor, it's been super impactful. And, uh, you know, if the Warriors are going to get this thing turned around, it's he's going to certainly have a lot to do with it, just like he has already uh, in the five games that he's been back in the rotation. I heard an interview with Andrew Wiggins on Warriors Radio postgame in which he called Draymond the mastermind. What does that mean? Uh, it means that, that there is an intangible quality that he has to, to where, where he can think on the fly and, and just make things happen. And, and, you know, defensively, his his just his his understanding of strengths and weaknesses of opposing players, of schemes, of of positioning uh, on on the on that side of the ball. I mean, it's such it makes such an impact, right? And you you know, especially when you're onboarding into the starting lineup and in the big minutes, a younger player like Jonathan Kaminga. Kaminga's you know been very vocal about how having Draymond Green back and in his year and encouraging him and kind of putting him in the right positions, how that's helped him. And we see what the byproduct is, right? Seven straight 20-point games for Jonathan Kaminga. And then offensively, just the way he reads the game, the way he reads the floor, there's, you just see things, especially him and Steph Curry, the synergy they have where it's not a set, it's not a call. He just understands where to screen for, for Steph Curry when he's off the ball, uh, when to get him the ball, when, when and how and where he's going to cut. Uh, and how that opens up the rest of the floor. You see how defenses, you know, gravitate towards, you know, Curry shooting. Well, that's going to open up one-on-one opportunities and create closeouts uh, for Jonathan Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins to attack, and Draymond Green finds them too. So, uh, again, it's it's impossible to underscore enough just how impactful he's been um, on both ends of the floor uh, for the Warriors. The, the question now at this point with a, a five-game road trip on the horizon and still a lot of work to do, uh, in the Western Com- Conference standings, just to just to get in the mix back for the play-in, is if it's going to be too little, too late. But the, the Warriors, you know, so clearly missed his presence when he was out due to suspension, and and he's you know he's been everything they've wanted him to be, I think, and then some. Uh, the last the last several games, the last few in particular, now that now that Steve Kerr has started to settle on some lineups mm-hmm. uh, that he's comfortable deploying with Draymond at the center. All right, we'll get back to the lineups, but just Dre, how does he seem to you different? Uh, you know, in 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 some ways, yeah. I mean, we haven't we haven't seen quite the same degree of emotion on on the basketball court um, mm. the, the last few games as we typically see. But that's at this stage, right? Probably a good thing. I mean, you're not going to ever take away all the fire that Draymond Green has. He's still competing with a lot of enthusiasm. Obviously, the play, the statistics, uh, the advanced stuff, all of that kind of speaks for itself. But you're not seeing. Uh, some of the same, uh, some of the same things that we saw earlier in the season. He's not, you know, not being quite as physical. Certainly not flailing around and and and, <laughs> and, 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 and hitting guys like that. And uh, you know, there's been a lot more mild mannered with the referees um, mm. as well. And you know, understanding how just how valuable he is on the basketball court, right? The Warriors need Draymond Green playing basketball. They don't need him in street clothes. They need him playing basketball, and it seems so far, right? And we'll see again how the season continues. But at this juncture, 
uh, in his return, uh, you're getting all the best of Draymond Green without without the worst of him, and that's exactly what the Warriors need at this point in the season. Sam Gordon is the Golden State Warriors beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, joining us following the win for them at Chase Center over the Sixers. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, let's talk about lineups. There's been a lot of shuffling for a variety of reasons by Steve Kerr. How much does that have to do with the inconsistency with which they've played this year? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's certainly part of it, right? When you, when again, just, you know, as we discuss how important Draymond Green is, well, to not have him for a huge chunk of the season, be it, you know, self-inflicted reasons or not, it's still going to have an effect on your basketball team. I, I think a number of the Warriors' best lineups this year have featured, believe it or not, Chris Paul, right? Even at this stage of his career, still a really effective organizer, somebody who can set tempo. So uh, there's a brief stretch where the Warriors had neither Chris Paul or Draymond Green. Well, where is the playmaking, where is the shot creation going to come from if not Steph Curry? So so being without, you know, having guys in and out of the lineup, not being able uh, to, 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 to have your kind of your core group healthy, uh, and or available for for long stretches. I mean, it's definitely played. It's certainly definitely played uh, a role in some of the issues that, that the Warriors um, have been dealing with. That now that being said, with Draymond Green back, even without Chris Paul, even with Moses Moody still working through some things, as he you know was cleared today for a return to practice. Uh, even without Gary Payton, you know the second in his on-ball defense, the things he's able to do as a cutter, uh, the synergy, the chemistry that he has with 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 the veteran group there. Having Draymond Green back and, and having him along with the Steph Curry, along with Andrew Wiggins, along with Jonathan Kaminga, uh, who's obviously coming to his own, now you're at the juncture where you can maybe establish a little bit of continuity, right? Half, more than halfway through the season, again, not necessarily sure that, that, it's, that there's enough time, but continuity in this league, so important, and, and the, the Warriors just so obviously didn't have that during the first juncture of the season. So we'll see what happens as they get healthier, right? Their second unit now could, could use a little bit more fortifying now that – uh, Jonathan Kaminga has joined the starting lineup, but that doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. So certainly Moses Moody, when he comes back, his shot making, his size, uh, even though he was out of the rotation, would certainly expect him to be a part of it uh, again and, until Chris Paul gets back. And then having Chris Paul, you know, potentially rejoin the team uh, once he gets cleared in a couple weeks, that he had a, there's an update with him too. Uh, now cleared to do some individual work, some very light individual stuff with a splint on that left hand that he broke. So. Uh, it's been a you know a hodgepodge of players, right? And that's what happens when you got guys going in and out of the lineup. But finally, now some continuity being established, and it would seem that um, Steve Kerr definitely likes what he sees, judging on what he's you know said at press conferences about the lineups that he's finally settled on. You know, featuring the, his three, uh, the, the three that have anchored this franchise the last decade, along with Kaminga and Wiggins. I know their last two losses were by a single point each, including that yeah. game against the Lakers on Saturday night that went into double overtime. But they've had some really jaw-dropping defeats this season, some which you would say that's the worst loss in franchise history. That's got to be one of the worst losses we've ever seen. It's the worst loss of the Steve Kerr era. It's this, it's that. And yet it's happened more than once, especially in cases where they've had leads and have completely blown them. Any explanation for those games? Uh, it's you know that's that's what the Warriors have been trying to conf- you know configure a solution for all, all season, right? I think so. You could you could probably point to some of the the continuity issues and not having quite the same degree of experience. Uh, I think also there's just I mean let's let's just kind of face it at this stage of of the you know of, of the dynasty or the, the the fading dynasty, whatever you want to call it, you're dealing with an with an aging team, right? And and 
you know, late in games, down the stretch, veteran players that have a, have a lot of, you know, wear and tear, uh, you know, could that be a factor potentially, right? But uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, the, the Warriors feel like they're right there. You, you talk about the, their record in clutch games. I think it's like 15 and 16 or 15 and 17 at this point. Like three-fourths of their games have been decided by five points or fewer. So for wow. a team that's closed up so many games and has, has been so, so good down the stretch, the last several years, this is definitely uncharted territory uh, for the Warriors in a lot of ways. But getting separation, you know, tonight down the stretch, uh, I think has, you know, has players and, and coaches feeling good about where this team uh, is going against a, a team in the Philadelphia 76ers that did have Joel Embiid, you know, for a majority of the, of the game tonight. And, uh, and of course, getting healthier, you know, getting a Chris Paul back in the lineup if, if and when he does return. Uh, having Draymond Green, having Steph Curry, having your experience now, having some continuity should help down the stretch. But it's definitely been been a strange deal around these parts. Uh, seeing the Warriors so good in late game situations for so many years, kind of founder uh, down the stretch. Uh, we'll see if that's something that they can get turned around. I know the optimism uh, hasn't waned; it's it, it's still there. And you win some of these, you know, fifty fifty games that they've been losing. You come out on the other end of them, then then maybe they make a push. Uh, down the stretch for the for 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 certainly the playing and potentially the postseason. Sam Gordon from the San Francisco Chronicle with us here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, outside of actual basketball and the challenges of a long season and injuries and the lineups and everything else we've talked about, they had to deal with the devastating loss of their assistant coach and his death happened right in front of them. How are they dealing with that? A couple of weeks removed. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things um, where, where you're gonna where they're gonna be dealing with it in kind of their own way um, for, throughout through the rest of the season. You know, grief is grief is nonlinear, and that it's just there's not, I guess there's not a right or wrong way to deal with it. Everybody kind of figures out and deals with it in real time, and that's what the Warriors have have kind of had to process, obviously. And and last week, um, in so many ways, was was just you know devastating emotionally, right? Obviously losing. Decky and then having to kind of get back to basketball uh, with him not there, right? Just kind of the basic things, him at practice, him interacting with players, his, you know, his laugh, his smile, his energy. The they, players have and coaches alike have raved about his, his way of being able to be direct and being critical while also being lighthearted and humorous um, in the process. So there's no doubt, even though the, the, the season is back on and that pause that his death kind of necessitated is over, that – the Warriors players and, and coaches and the organization as a whole is, is, is moving forward um, with a heavy heart. But, but you know, that, that's, that goes to show what kind of impact he made. And that's ultimately, a, you know, obviously cut short, but a very, very positive thing. And you know that the Warriors, um, you know, have bonded together and, and are rallying together around this. And you've really seen that the, 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 the kind of the family nature of the organization in the last few weeks and, and would expect that. Uh, to continue moving forward for again, what's 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 going to be a very nonlinear um, grieving period. You know, the, there's a, a road trip coming up or a, a swing of of games where the Warriors are going to be on the road quite a bit. A couple of those games uh, are going to be in Utah before the All Star break, so it'll be interesting to see how you know a return back to Utah where he passed, uh, what kind of effect that has on the players and whatnot. But they uh, they've done. I think as good of a job as you possibly can with an unprecedented situation, you know, compartmentalizing that, but still honoring him while moving forward and continuing with the season. Mm-mm. It was certainly cool to see some of the 49ers who of course will be in Vegas for the Super Bowl coming up in a couple of weeks, but they were there. And I know the players noticed what kind of reaction did they get from the crowd at Chase Center? 
Oh, there was a huge pop, um, Amy, when they when they announced the, the, you know some of the Niners players, right? George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> Trent Williams, so on and so forth. Uh, for as much as this is a Warrior town, and I've learned in short order in my time, my short time being on the beat, this is a Niner town uh, just as much. And and so this this city is you know they've had their fill and their fix of NBA championships, but they're fixing for another uh, another <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, that would be their first one since 1995. So, you know, the players were really excited to have have the Niners there courtside as well. Steph Curry, Draymond Green both spent, you know, some time chopping it up with, with Debo Samuel and, and, and Brandon Ayuk and whatnot after the game, signing some autographs. And, and you, you saw fans kind of huddle around in the stands, you know, kind of th- those meetings and those gatherings. So, you know, a lot to, a lot to look forward to um, uh, here in the Bay, right? Uh, obviously, the, the, you know, February 11th, in Las Vegas, and then again, this crucial, you know, five-game homestand with the with the tra- or the road trip with the trade deadline, also, you know, coinciding with the very end of that, in which there could be, you know, potentially be a shakeup uh, with the roster. So we'll see. But but one thing is for sure that the enthusiasm for the Niners uh, <laughs> runs deep here in the Bay, and and that's going to be a fascinating matchup and a rematch of the Super Bowl. Uh, from a few years ago against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely. Cannot wait for that. So a lot of buzz around the Bay Area. The Warriors know it well, but can they grab some of that for themselves? We will see in the uh, second half of the season. You want to find Sam on Twitter at BySamGordon, B-Y Sam Gordon, covering the Warriors for the San Francisco Chronicle. Glad to have you with us for the first time. Hope it's not the last. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> me too, Amy. My pleasure. Appreciate you having me, and, and hopefully we talk soon. Take care. We'll see what happens with the Warriors. Somehow they managed to generate buzz even when their record is below 500. (laughs) Remember last year, they struggled all season on the road. And then in a game seven against the Sacramento Kings, they end up coming up with the type of win that was a hallmark for their championship run. Uh, And of course, against the Lakers, they're favored and end up bowing out, uh, even though the Lakers had come through the play-in tournament, right, Jay? The Lakers had to play their way into uh, uh, the, the actual playoff bracket. Uh, so there'll be a, a lot to watch about the Warriors always. And the fact that Steve Kerr has used, I think, 15 different lineups, um, just the way that he's had to move pieces around like he's using a chessboard because they've had injuries as well as Draymond suspension, uh, different guys in and out of the lineup, even tonight not having Klay Thompson because of illness, and yet they are still the Warriors, which means people want to pay attention. People want to see what they're up to, Uh, specifically Steph Curry, who had 37 points tonight. All right, on Twitter, After Hours CBS, on our Facebook page, too. Send your questions for Ask Amy Anything, uh, and you can take our poll for TD of the Week. It's still live for a little bit longer. Uh, Some of you are explaining very succinctly. Mm, No, I take that back. That's that's not the word I wanted. Some of you are taking to our social media to wax eloquently and poetically about why we don't want to see Taylor Swift on TV. And by we, it's kind of funny because I've... See you all writing as as though you are explaining the views of all Americans. I actually think it's cute, but I, you know, it's different. I suppose when you have found the true love of your life and then you can be happy for other people. But I really hope it's not because people don't want her to be happy. That seems a little bit ridiculous. And. How many of you tell me that you do not want to see Tom Brady on TV? You don't want to hear from him. I mean, that may be the case, but deep down in your heart, you know, 
the second he's in that broadcast booth, you're tuning in. <laughs> the NFL will find a way to suck you in. And that's the thing. Whether you loved or hated Tom Brady as a player, and honestly, when we talk about hate in the world of sports, it's mostly jealousy. Just let's be perfectly frank. You can't hate people that you don't know. Most of the time, when we're talking about sports hate, it's either a rivalry or it's flat-out jealousy. Just jealous that Tom Brady wasn't your quarterback, jealous that he was winning all those rings, maybe jealous that he had a supermodel wife. I have no idea, but it's kind of crazy, the envy that we have for people and athletes that we've never seen, we, we have never actually interacted with in our lives. Uh, so, yes, you may say that you don't want to hear Tom Brady on TV, but you're all going to tune in. And along those lines, he's still auditioning. <laughs> no, he's not. But he does explain why he took a year off uh, and and the fact that this is kind of a, uh, I'll guess a spoiler alert, uh, the fact that he actually never intended to do TV. So that's kind of interesting too. Um, and the numbers for the NFL playoff games, how is it that they just continue to swell? The NFL is a cash freaking cow. It does not need Taylor Swift, just as a side note. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. When you make it that far, man, everyone's super excited on Friday afternoon and Saturday. Then you get to the game, and you know Kansas City started so well, and you knew from that point on, okay, it's going to be a battle. And then the Lions started off so well, and you know, okay, it's going to be a battle. And the team that ultimately persevered made the fewest mistakes. And we'll get to the second game, but in Detroit made a lot of them in the second half. You know, you see it just you've got it. You've, you've got to find a way to tighten those things up in the big moments. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Tom Brady's already auditioning. He's been working on it. It's funny. One brilliant listener suggested to me on Twitter that he should hire a coach. He needs to earn his chops. He should hire a coach. 
I think earlier, by the way, I said he has six Super Bowl rings. I mean, for heaven's sakes, I've lost count. He has seven. Thank you, Josh, for reminding me on social. I forgot about his ring with the Buccaneers. But either way, that's apparently not enough for him to earn chops. Taking a year off to prepare and to practice and to be ready. Nope, that's not enough either. Somehow, Tom Brady is not qualified to talk about football on TV. Weekly podcast, top listen to. Not to mention more press conferences in his career than any other player in history. Do you know the number of press conferences that Tom Brady had to do during his NFL career? And it was probably really challenging in New England where he wasn't allowed to say anything. And then he gets to Tampa and he's got this newfound freedom. He's got a podcast. He does interviews all the time on any of Peyton's shows at Peyton is the first one to dial up, but say, yo, he's done. He's got a production company. He starred in different documentaries and, and movies for heaven's sake. Yeah. But for some reason, he's not qualified to talk about football on TV. He needs a coach. All right. <laughs> you guys are a little bit out there. He just tells me what he sees. He's more qualified than anybody else, else on the planet. Football, exactly. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So that was from his podcast, which is Let's Go. And it's Sirius XM. It's been renewed. It's really popular. But as I say, he also does other interviews. On Tuesday, he was a guest with my former colleague, Colin Cowherd, on the herd and Colin asked him about TV and if he thought this was his future. When Eric and Brad approached me, um, it was not on top of mind. And I walked out of that meeting going, wow, what an incredible way to move out of the playing field. And how do you impact people in a positive way in the second part of my life? And, and, and I get to use my voice doing that rather than just like my physical skills on the football field and, and how I thought about the game. But now I get to sit there and be in a booth and I've actually walked through that studio that you're sitting in right there yep. several times and, and you see it and then you get excited about what the opportunity can bring. And I love the fact that I'll have a voice that can um, carry a lot of credibility with what I say. Yes. Instantly. He has credibility. Now he's got to practice it. Broadcasting is not easy because there there is a delicate balance between speaking to an audience of lay people if you will so people who did not play the NFL did not play football at the highest level but also giving them something they can't get anywhere else okay so you're Tom Brady this is what I tell former athletes because people ask me a lot for advice what do I do? I'm moving to a broadcast booth. I'm doing games. I've worked with a lot of former basketball players, uh, pro players even, on broadcast, game broadcast. And I tell them, you share what makes you unique. Right? I can tell you what I'm seeing. I can analyze a game. You're the one who played it at the highest level. You're the one who's in the locker rooms. You're the one who knows how this feels or what people are looking at in this situation. Tom Brady is in rarefied territory, rarefied air. A handful of guys can even claim to be in the same category. All he has to do is tell us what he sees, as we've talked about before. All he has to do is give us a little insight as to what's happening on the line of scrimmage or what happens on the sidelines or what this coach might say. And think about the number of years that he played, which means he crossed paths with Freaking half the NFL, whether it's coaches or players, 
he's got insight and connections. He's got experience, a catalog of highlights. All of those things mean that he has instant credibility. But how does he keep it? Well, if you know anything about Tom Brady, you know his work ethic is, well, it's close to maniacal. For me, it's about getting really comfortable in a new role. But I also know that going into it, I'm, I'm not a finished product. And I've reached out to a lot of different people this, se- this football season and had a lot of phone conversations with people who have really helped me out. And I'm looking forward to continue to do that over the next eight months. I don't have to go on air till September of next year. But I really want to be prepared for that first time out. But I also know I'm going to improve and grow as it goes over the next 10 years. Tom Brady with Colin Cowherd on the herd. And I know you want to hear his response about Bill Belichick. Is this it? Are we done with Belichick as a coach in the NFL? Just like that? Just that's it? It's it's over? I think the fire burns with him because he's got – he loves the sport. He loves the preparation. He's been doing it for decades. And in my mind, there's nobody better than him at it. So – Whoever gets him at some point is going to have, in my opinion, the greatest coach ever. And um, and I know he's as competitive as can be, and he wants to be out there winning football games as a coach. Right. Who knows Bill Belichick better than Tom Brady? This is the kind of stuff you can't get anywhere else. So all he has to do is share the experience, the wisdom, some of his own insight, and... That's what makes him worth listening to. He, yeah, he doesn't have to be a rah-rah guy. He doesn't, he doesn't have to earn credibility. He doesn't have to what is, oh, earn his chops was the phrase that I heard from somebody on social media. No, he's got seven chops. He's good. <laughs> day by day. Seven chops and three other Super Bowl appearances in which he didn't earn chops. Jay's in there having himself a grand old time. It was the wrong one. Oh. <laughs> Didn't mean to hit that. We can stop that day by day for his job search. What, but what were you going to drop in there? No magic sauce for Bill Belichick for oh. Brady, but. Mm. There's no magic sauce. Can't control Bill. He's just got a mind of his own sometimes. <laughs> oh, okay, send your questions for Ask Amy Anything coming up just over an hour from now. So I waited for Marco to come back in studio because. Uh, well, because we've been friends for a really long time, and I think he'll appreciate this. I always love your reaction to quirky stuff. (laughs) Okay. Now, a year ago, I would have thought this was a great idea. Now I'm thinking, well, come on, let's not get carried away. But I have a new perspective on Valentine's Day. Okay, so Hmm. there's this fun fact about the San Antonio Zoo. Have you heard this? No. The San Antonio Zoo offers up the opportunity for people to name a cockroach, or rat after an ex. And then upon making a donation, that cockroach or rat gets eaten by another animal. That's how you can celebrate. Well, that's how you can have some vengeance against mm. your ex mm. on Valentine's Day. No joke. It's a mm. it's an actual thing that the San Antonio Zoo is doing. Oh, I believe it. Playing on the fact that people are angry and that misery loves company mm. and that you can name a cockroach after your ex and feed it to another animal just to get some semblance of revenge. Would you pay money to do that? No, but you also looked at me like cross-eyed last hour when I said, we as people suck. <laughs> I mean, really, this is, there you go. 
What are we doing? Come on, the San Antonio That's Zoo. how much vengeance you have on Valentine's this Day. This is a brilliant yeah, marketing campaign. of course it is. People are so Because angry. we suck. <laughs> Jay, would you do it? Would you name a cockroach after your ex? No, absolutely not. Oh, you no, That's so unhealthy. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, okay, Jay. Mr. King of healthy, yes. Why Just don't we like talk mentally healthy? mentally and emotionally. <laughs> you can't like, move on. Let it go. You can't name a co- unless, unless if that's your way of like... Getting closure, oh, maybe. okay. Or how about a rat? Ugh. No. Uh, I mean, you can find a pet rat one. in New York City. We really don't need to go to the San Antonio Zoo for that. A rat's aggressive. But, a cockroach, maybe. But cockroach and rats are what they feed to various animals. And so you have the chance to watch your former fling get eaten by an animal. Just, it's, it's a little morbid, no? Must have been really bad. <laughs> hey, man, you do you. If that makes you feel better, go ahead. Go ahead. But think about it. Step back for a half a beat. You're paying for an animal to eat. That's all you're doing. Well, but you get to name the cockroach after someone. That's funny. How many of these cockroaches are being eaten that day? Well, I mean, however many you need. Did you really know this cockroach? Is it really Uh, the person? Wow, he's ruining the whole thing. Uh, A little cathartic. (laughs) Like maybe. Again, you do you. Go ahead. (laughs) So I had the Valentine's Day conversation with the hubs. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. He said, and I quote, I've always thought it's kind of a sham. All right, great. Well, I guess I won't. So I said you. Valentine's Day? I won't be expecting any cookies or flowers or a card then, right? And he's like, fine. If it will make you feel better. I was like, oh, I should have asked this question before we got married. Mm. <laughs> so he said, I'll do it just for you if it'll make you happy. And I said, no, 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 no. Don't do it just to make me happy. Hey, look. <laughs> He's not naming a, a rat or a cockroach after you, right? Well, so, I hope not. Not even two go. months after getting married? Then there we go. Two months after getting married? You, you, you take the good. <laughs> you take the good. You take the win? Yeah. Actually, I don't care. Whatever reason he uses to buy me flowers or candy, I'm good with it, even if it was out of obligation. Flowers and candy are always welcome for whatever reason. But I, to be fair, to give him plenty of props, on our one-month anniversary... I walked in the door, and he was standing there with a dozen gorgeous red roses. Completely surprised. I had no idea on our one-month anniversary he got me. So if he wants to skip Valentine's Day, I'm okay with that. There you go. Isn't that so sweet? There you go. And that's also good of you. See, I was floored. That's a good job. Mm -hmm. That's a good job out of him. It's a good job out of you. Building up a bankroll. Yes. (laughs) Is that what it's called? No, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> I was going to say, Botch, what are you doing here, man? I don't know what that means, but I'm going to have to Google it let's, now. Let's not throw everybody under the bus here. <laughs> don't worry about it. Wait, so I'm not allowed to ask questions? Is this a guy thing? I'm single at the moment, so <laughs> don't listen to me. That was me for a long time, though, so whatever that means, um, I'll take it. If it means red roses on our one-month anniversary, I'm good with that. And candy out of obligation, also good with that. <laughs> you two have gone creepily silent all of a sudden. No, 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 no. No, no. Make no. a blue Marco spot up. No, you, 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 not for me. You know, people listening, man. Like, you, you, Come on now. Let's not mess it up for everybody. Yeah, Jay. Let's not mess it up for everybody. I'm learning. I'm going to bring you some candy on Valentine's Day just so you don't feel left out. Thank you. You're welcome. Then is that something to do with a bankroll? No, there's no such thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. What did I tell you about Jay being the cool kid? You are listening to the After Hours You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Podcast. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You can't care what people think. No matter what people say to you, it can't change you. You can't allow it to change you. How about the guy who said to me, you should give me some more respect. I am the guest. (laughs) Hey, I am the guest on the show, so show me a little bit of respect. No, bye, buddy. See ya. Haters gonna hate. You can embarrass yourself in front of the entire country. I have no trouble with that. We get a lot of people who hate Amy Lawrence. Shake it off because you can't please everybody. Was not as open-minded as I've been listening to you and given time before I called in and I like to say you doing your own thing. There's going to be a bunch of haters don't worry about what they're saying. I think you're doing a great job. Call Amy at 855-212-4CBS. Do you think there are people out there who want to name a cockroach or a rat after Taylor Swift? This is wrong. What has she ever done to you besides torment you if you don't like her music? I mean, I get that part. For instance, I'm a Backstreet Boys fan. Used to be closet, not closet anymore. I love the Backstreet Boys. I think they're terrific. And I will blast their music until the cows come home. And I get that it annoys some people. But whatever. It's cheesy. It's sappy. And yet they have brilliant harmonies. So who cares? Maybe you don't like her music, but it can't be just that. The reason why people get so incensed over seeing her on TV for a whole 40 seconds. If you haven't seen the video from NFL Films, it's a really short clip, but it's been going viral. Inside the NFL is the show. It comes from the CW every week following an NFL weekend. And this past weekend, they were highlighting the championship games, of course. And they did catch the embrace. And and the microphone picked up their words between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift when they met on field after the Chiefs won in Baltimore. And you can go and check it out on my Twitter, A-Law Radio. It's essentially a big hug. He says to her, or a hug and a kiss, he says to her, I'm going to go celebrate with the guys. And he says, I love you uh, so much that it's not funny. And she responds with, I've never been more proud of my life ever. Like, it's just really cute. It's, it's cute. And then he goes her separate way and she goes wherever she was going to wait from. I thought it was sweet. But for some reason, people get so upset. I suppose... That she'll be the only celebrity that's shown on TV at the Super Bowl, right? No other celebrities will be so shown on TV at the Super Bowl. I mean, celebrities don't go to the Super Bowl, right? Like, that's that's just, no one goes to the Super Bowl. If they show Usher more than his halftime show. 
Right. There are going to be a whole lot of other famous people at the Super Bowl. Somehow, I don't think Taylor's going to be the only one you see on TV. Just, just be ready. Just fair warning. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. But if you want to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything, it comes up not even an hour from now. You can do that on our show Twitter or on our Facebook page. Exactly one week from tonight, we will already be in Sin City. And people are blown away by the fact that I've never been there. I I mean, what do you want me to tell you? I've never had a reason to go before. (laughs) Never had a reason to go. Not that it wasn't sort of on my bucket list. I would say... A couple of experiences in the Las Vegas area more than actually Las Vegas. So I'm not a gambler. I'm I'm not a big drinker, partly because of my schedule and partly because I don't want to have to burn off those calories. I really don't like how I feel when I drink alcohol. So it's, it's not something that is real attractive to me. I just can't wait to see the fountains. I can't wait to walk the strip. I just want to see it. And we're going to a show. Uh, Bob is flying in on Thursday, so he's not going to be there for most of the work stuff. But flying in Thursday afternoon. Oh, but he will join us for the cigar party. So producer Jay will finally get to meet the hubs. Uh, we're going to dress up and go to the cigar party hosted by Mike Ditka and Ron Jaworski as guests of Rudolph Foods and Southern Recipe Pork Rinds because they're our partners on this trip to Vegas. So that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm trying to teach Jay how to take photos by holding his phone down near his leg so we can get some photos without looking like we're gawking and taking photos. In fact, I wonder if they may have a rule for no photos. Mm, Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, you're going to have to hide behind me and take photos or something like that. We'll block... We'll block the vision so you can kind of stick the, the camera phone up like behind my hair or something and take a photo. Maybe I can do like like a fake mirror check. Like I'm looking like, oh, my hair, something's wrong with it. Nice. Snap, snap. Like, like Jay's done this before. No. Uh, so we're looking, we were looking forward to that part anyway. Uh, let's quick get to Dwayne who's in Birmingham. Dwayne, you got two minutes. Go ahead. Welcome to After Hours. I think I'm a uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. I just cool. want to congratulate you on the uh, wedding. Wanted to tell you Happy New Year and just let you know that you're doing an awesome job. Oh, and thank I, have, you. I have to listen to you every morning. <laughs> and, and I kind of hate it when you be away, but I, I, I understand it sometimes, but I, I, I absolutely love your show. I just wanted to let you know that. Oh, I'm so glad to keep you company. We're hopefully when these, if you're in Alabama and Birmingham, you're central time, right? So it's not even three o'clock in the morning there. No, ma'am, it's not three yet. Oh, yeah, if you have to do these hours, I, I don't know how you do it because I'd rather be up all night than to get up early in the morning. Uh, well, I, it, it, it's totally to you. I, 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 like I said, I just have to get up and listen <laughs> to you. It, 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 it's like my coffee in the morning. Oh, there you go. Well, that's a great compliment. So I, we're pleased to keep you company. We're glad to have you. Thanks so much for calling for the first time. Thank you. <laughs> be safe. <laughs> I'm like his coffee. Uh-oh, that's a lot of responsibility. Shoot, I can't let him down. That was an incredibly nice compliment. That was. Uh, glad that he called for the first time to share that with us. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to give you the latest drama because the plot thickens between Justin Tucker and Patrick Mahomes, who, of course, is going to have the last word. Can't let a kicker get the best of him. But he gives us a little intel that maybe sheds a light on the situation. Have we heard Kelsey talk about it yet? Oh, my gosh. His podcast drops on Wednesdays. That's it. I can't wait to hear what Kels has to say about it, though. Our theory 
about Travis being Patrick's enforcer. Yeah, that's sounding more and more like it's truth. Just wait until you hear what Patrick has to say. And this is funny. Rory McIlroy, is he going to live? (laughs) Can I start that rumor? I don't know what happened to him. He's changed his tune. Maybe Phil Mickelson has gotten to him. He had lived. I don't think so. Not anymore. Me thinks he doth protesteth too much. Let's start the rumor. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, our hump show here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 